0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Now, just picture me
2: high up with my top down on Highland and Sunset, doing 85 on the top deck. She step by.
0: We are down the hall podcast. I'm Chet. I'm here with Rodney. Today we are talking about the movie Chef. And Chef. Rodney, what's the topic
1: we're looking at today? Today we are going to be looking at the topic of. Movies about cooking or food
0: movies. That's correct. And a movie we are avoiding that we will touch on briefly is the movie Win It All, the Netflix original Win It All. You're saying it's not worth it? Uh, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> we will We'll certainly get there. But Rodney, first, first of all, why are we here?
1: Uh, so we are here because people spend uh, an average of 115 hours a year. Uh, looking for movies to watch, just looking for movies to watch and we're solving that problem. Yes, we are. By watching a lot of freaking movies, some, some that aren't that great.
0: Yeah. Most actually. You think most? This last week has been filled with a few disappointments. Yeah.
1: Probably more for you than me, but yeah. 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 I'm just waiting for you to tell me good ones to watch. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing the job of the show for both the show and for me.
0: This is uh, yeah. Right. I also changed the Twitter handle from down the hall guys to down the hall guy no that's fair (laughs) that was rob's idea yeah that's fine um chet what would you do with 115 hours with an extra 115 hours i have a lot of ideas but i feel like i won't be able to do all of them considering that you and i have been challenged uh by another podcast who uh just gives some context to this so what i'm saying is i don't think we have time to do much else we're Mm -hmm. gonna have to jump on this podcast and defend ourselves defend Um, yeah so they they heard our our top 10 war films episode yes which is far and away our most downloaded episode ever yeah and so they they listened to it and they they uh they were curious as to why we didn't include like fantasy and sci-fi uh war movies which we had talked about in the episode why yeah. we didn't um i've got two reasons yeah fantasy and sci-fi <laughs> sure so i think that uh so this is the Zeng this podcast yeah they're definitely friends of ours they're a great show. singer yep and here's here's their challenge
2: want to check out that podcast as well. I guess my last podcast plug for tonight is not only a plug, but a challenge. Oh. Down the, yes, Down the Hall podcast. You Step have, up, boys. Because they did a list of top ten war movies. But they excluded a very interesting facet of, of those movies. Sci-fi and fantasy movies were not allowed to be on the, the list. The best war movies. So, de- so, Chet and Rodney, we are challenging you to come on to our podcast and let us do a top ten fantasy and sci-fi movies that have war in them, and we will discuss it with you guys. Formerly challenged by Zingness, down the hall podcast, listen to them, they review tons of movies, try to save, because people spend over 115 Mm -hmm. hours a year trying to find a movie to watch, and they are saving people from that. Yep. Or my problem is there's too many things I want to watch, so I spend 115 hours deciding between all the stuff I want to well, watch. Well, they're well, they're trying to save <laughs> people from that with their podcast by reviewing movies.
1: Oh boy! So, a few things, um, Ellie. We cannot help with your decisiveness. I was I was trying to think of it. Yeah, but hey, props
0: um, to them for like getting the message. They got
1: the message. Got I the mean, message. Good gracious. They, they it was like a. They
0: repeated the message to their listeners. I like appreciate a, that. Yeah, It's huge. Like, like, a,
1: like a marketing campaign. It's a very marketable idea. Um, however, I need to know, Chad, I feel like this is part, partly your doing because it, they want to challenge. Like, partly my doing.
0: Yeah. I feel like, what do you like? Do you think I The networking we've done, then I'd say, yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. It's probably I would, my doing.
1: Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is. What do you mean? They want to challenge us to a,
0: mo- like, I'm not, I've never claimed to know much about sci-fi no, 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 or fantasy no, no, no. war movies. I think you might, maybe are getting the wrong impression. They're not asking us to compile our list and then, like, put it up against yeah. theirs. What they're doing is they're saying, like, I think it's, in. I think it's actually interesting because I think they're trying to blend their idea for their yeah. show and our idea for our yeah. show. And they want to basically sell us on Got it. 10 movies that they think we should, Watch okay, so like movies that they think are worth movie night. Yeah, right. Like what we try to do right every week. They they have ten that they think at least we should watch. And
1: I would I would love to do it. Um, and I will start off by saying I've not seen any Star Trek movies. I have not seen any Battlestar Galactica movies. I have not seen uh, any of the Star Wars movies except for the one with Darth Maul. Um, okay, and. I don't know. I just want to set that as a baseline.
0: Um, okay, that's fine. We- I'm,
1: I'm not overly inclined to go see them, but I, I guess I would. I, I I'm, I've been told by everybody that I should see the Star Wars movies. Parents, family, friends, loved ones, non-loved ones, enemies. Everyone <laughs> says so. So anyone
0: who uh, acknowledges your existence, should we transition into Chef? Yeah, I think we should go right right to Chef. <laughs> I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. So, Chef. Uh, chef. Chet. Chet. <laughs> uh, I'll remove you this week. Chef. My name's... She- <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Chef, me, look, can I, Can I please interject here? Because... Already? <laughs> yeah. I, already. Um, So, growing up, every time I introduce myself, I, I say... You know, how my name's Chet, as mm-hmm. someone with the name Chet would say. Yeah. Right. That seems like the logical thing to yeah. do when you're introducing yourself. Yeah. But without fail, I have to then spell my name. Yep. Yeah. Because people think I say Chad yeah. or, or Ted. Yeah. Uh or Jeff. Yeah. I keep, yeah. <laughs> so I always go Chet and then inevitably have to say, oh no, 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 Chet. Uh C-H-E-T. Yeah. I think from now on I'm going to say it's Chet. It's like chef, but add a t. You know what? That's gonna be tea. far more confusing. Replace the yeah, yeah, f. <laughs> yeah. I'm already you. You could not cheft.
1: You could just go <laughs> chet. C H E T. Much easier.
0: I'm trying to spice things up a little bit. This so, movie about cooking and ingredients and things. I'm trying to, you know, add variety to my life. Speaking of cooking, I'm going to try that out though.
1: Okay. Well, speaking of cooking ingredients and food, when I ordered takeout yesterday from the Texas Roadhouse, which took about 18 minutes to get someone to answer the phone,
0: is that a local cuisine? Like a little. Uh, I think
1: so. It's a hole in the wall place that is found in many many locations. Um, They're doing well. As I was waiting. Uh, I finally got someone to answer. I know now the Texas Roadhouse theme song. I listened to it many times. Um, and the person who answered the phone said, okay, and who's the order for? And I said, uh, Rodney. And she said, Bobby. And I said, no, Rodney. And she goes, oh, sorry, Robbie. And I said, <laughs> yes, Robbie. Now, on to Chef. <laughs> on to Chef. Uh, all right, so uh, Chef was a fantastic movie. Um, it's... Uh, a movie that you can find on netflix so very easy to find uh it's a movie that is just under two hours it's an hour and 54 minutes um the cast it stars john favreau mj anthony john Leguziamo, who i love um sofia vergara scarlett johansson i'll get to why i think those are significant names in this movie the (laughs) movie was directed by john favreau uh who's also done many many other great movies yeah i elf i didn't know he did elf elf it's yeah. hard it's hard every time i see the list i'm like really jungle book he's he's great yeah and and like like serious movies comedy movies uh john favreau really yeah. talented really yes. talented guy um but chet why don't you give us a a, a taste for what the movie felt like i like that you said taste yeah i i, I don't know As good. i said it i thought Ugh, no, it's,
0: it's on point for this episode. So. uh this movie is about uh, John Favreau being the main character. He is a celebrity chef who has a really famous restaurant where people come to to go out of the, you know go out of their way to get to. And he uh, he's he's kind of like in a creative rut, um, and he's also divorced from his wife, Sofia Vergara. They have a son played by MJ Anthony. Um, and so, it, but in, at the very beginning of the movie, he is uh, being reviewed by a food critic played by Oliver Platt. And the review does not go well, so that's that's something that's in the trailer it's not it 's not a spoiler, but it's something that sets up the rest of the movie. It then puts John favreau's character on this downward spiral, and he the way he deals with it is by ultimately one thing leads to another. he ends up getting his own food truck, and it's this story about he and his son um and like one of his friends that kind of are on this road trip together uh, on this food truck, and it 's like a therapeutic thing for. He and his son who have been in a strange relationship and also just kind of him as a mental reset, yeah. career reset, you know, kind of be able to be creative as the chef and not have to abide by, you know, sort of the restrictions he had in that restaurant and, right. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's this really great story because, you know, for anyone who loves food, I'm a huge, like any anytime I travel anywhere, I always want to try the, lo- like the local food. I want to try. So, the, you know, watching this, I loved like seeing all the dishes he was creating and They get on this food truck and it's this really heartwarming story about a father and a son who are working together on this thing and kind of how their relationship grows. Um, Really, really well done. Extremely well done. When Rodney told me to watch it, I was a little skeptical. I I thought like none of that sounds great. Like it doesn't sound like Mm. the most entertaining, you know, it just doesn't sound like it would really grip me. But wow, it was, uh, it was amazing.
1: Yeah. I remember hearing that it was really good and, you know, it was just surprised because I hadn't really hurt, like I, I didn't seem to have a huge theatrical release, but I love movies about food. I love food. I love food shows. Uh, And so like that as a backdrop, I think always works for me. Um, But beyond that, like you said, it's a, it's a fantastic story where he's just kind of refinding a lot of his joy and passion in life. And so it's kind of him, like you said, rediscovering it because at that place where he was a celebrity chef, you know he's he lost control of being able to do creative things because the right. guy who runs the restaurant says, "Hey, you're successful. Keep doing what you're doing." Doesn't let him really have free reign, and uh, this is kind of his journey down and back up. Um, but just so good. Yeah. I don't know how else to say. It. I mean, the fact that the fact that this movie is on Netflix and that you would choose to watch something else before you saw yeah. this, I would say, no, don't like that. That would be a big, big mistake. It's great. I I can't imagine this movie not making so many people happy. Yeah, now, happy. I guess that's the right
0: word. Yeah, it's it's well, it's a it's a feel good movie. Yeah, for sure. But it's also, I think, I think it's kind of gritty too. Like yeah, he's, he's not the he's not the easiest character to root for no. at times. You yeah, know, like there's time he's very flawed. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it so interesting. Is you know, you see his son who just wants a relationship with his dad. Right, and like for the most part, John is kind of kept him at arm's length yeah right and so when they are then on this sort of journey right of being on this food truck and uh how that puts them in you know close right. proximity to one another right. but also relationally they grow right. which he
1: resists at first too you right. know it's kind of like he you know, he's the one that has some growing up to do to in, to some degree or you right. know just some like figuring out you know because sure. like you said he is flawed but
0: yeah i also add that there are uh, kind of i wouldn't you know smaller appearances by both dustin hoffman who plays the owner of the restaurant yeah. that he, he originally worked for, and then also <laughs> him in this movie. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, has one scene, and he's really funny. He's the he's the benefactor of the food truck. Um, he he's oh uh, that's right oh that's right because yeah yeah they know yeah. him as so Sophia Vergara is John Favreau's ex wife in this movie, but also uh, Robert down Robert Downey Jr.'s ex, and so he knows him through that. And so anyway, yeah. so it's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. who's They're, funding is yeah. then funding this this yeah. venture.
1: So basically, he's being funded by his ex-wife's ex-husband correct which is great but like that interaction is great that's right yeah uh i realized though there was one thing that i was critical of this movie as i watched it for the first time so i watched this movie on a flight to thailand and we another topic for another day would be movies on flights because i think that you can i feel like it once you're trapped on a metal tube that movies are a great escape but I'm not going to focus on that for
0: right now. Just don't but, watch the gray or snakes on a plane. <laughs> one involves a plane crash and one involves. Yeah. Sam I guess Jackson's a good point.
1: But the, um, so as I was watching this movie, I had a moment initially, uh, cause I, I knew as, as, as it started, you know, and the credits started to roll. I was like, I knew it was star John Favreau. And then I saw that he was like the director and the writer of, of this movie. And I thought, wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, and then as it starts, uh, you know, one of the kind of one of one romantic interest at the beginning is is Scarlett Johansson. And I'm looking at John Favreau and I'm looking at Scarlett Johansson and I think, hmm, okay. Uh okay. Yeah, sure. Maybe chefs, you know, maybe like maybe that works out in in the cooking world. And then you realize that his ex wife you know, like you know that a chef is considered an artist and that there's an appeal there. Like I was like, "Okay, I can I can be convinced." But then we realized that his ex-wife is Sophie Sophia Vergara. And I was like, "All right, John. All right, John." Like if it were just me and him in a room somewhere and like he was like pitching the whole thing and I'd be, like, "Man, I think this this seems pretty great. Uh probably the only constructive criticism I'd have for him is like but do you think it's like that believable that that you your character and you just as a person portraying that character that that your ex wife would be Sophia Vergara and that your current your love current, interest
0: would be Scarlett Johansson?
1: Like, do you think do you think that's pretty realistic? He'd probably say, "I put it oh, on him." Oh, I, I forgot to tell him. you,
0: the character has uh, knuckle tattoos. Does that change anything? It's anyway. Uh, that's
1: my that was my only my only criticism for the movie was. I don't know. I, I just sit there and look at it and go like, yeah, I get why you might write that in. All right, so that's that's what we think. But uh, let's take a look at what the professionals think.
2: Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Lose entirely. I like you a lot.
1: All right, so on IMDb, we've got a 7.3. Um, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it's an 86% right now. So, I mean, both, you know, 7.3, pretty respectable score on IMDb, um, and Rotten Tomatoes, 86%. So, 86% of critics find it, um, you know, a positive experience. So, yeah. both are, you know, pretty up there in terms of ratings.
0: Yeah, and as we say, we try to help you take back movie night. You know, part of, part of it is is finding movies that other people besides Rodney and I are, are agreeing are, are good movies that you might be missing or sleeping on, right? And just, yep. this is a testament to that because an IMDb rating of 7.3 is is hard to get. You know, if you think of it just as an exercise, if you're listening to this, if you have the app, go to it and think of some like really well-respected movies. Yeah. Like look up The Dark Knight, look up Shawshank Redemption. Like those are getting eights and nines. They're not getting tens, right? Right. So 7.3 is a good, is a high rating. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 86% is extremely high too. So this is just to say, you know, we want to help you take back movie night. You're not going to be the one doing all this research on this. You're not going to be watching all these movies. That's our job. And we, I think we found one that's really good. And I think what, what Rodney's saying is that the pros would agree. Yeah. Um, now, however, yes. the best and worst review, yes. right? Is Rodney's Rodney's favorite segment. Um, we're, we're definitely going to start with the worst review, so we can end on a positive note for sure. Um, because here's the deal: not everyone's going to agree that it's a great movie. That's why yeah. you know movies no, are subjective. Think, yeah, right? yeah.
1: I think there's something valuable about hearing a negative review too and answering it.
0: This one is uh, from our old friends at Can you guess? Uh, slant Magazine. Is it Slant? Keep showing up, man. John Favreau's film comes off as flippant in its view of independent labor as a universally liberating experience for an artist and businessman. Rodney, I know your job in this is usually to like tee off. Yeah. On, can I? Can I tag in? Please, can I yeah. take this one? Do you want me to start? So, so what we're saying here should we like high
1: five? Just, yeah. Let's to do. Start. Let's do a high five. No, it's not. It's just us. No. Nice. That'd be weird. That, that's. It's fine. Nobody no, knows. No, I'm not doing no, it now. There's people. Put your hand away. No. No. Come I'm on. Touching you. Come on. Do it. Touching well, I didn't ask you to touch so me. So Slant Magazine, sl-
0: so what you're saying is unbelievable. your problem with this movie is that you think it's unrealistic or flippant, rather, or arrogant that Jon Favreau's character can so worry-free and independently go off and have this liberating experience by working on his own, by having this, this food truck... Uh, to express as an expression of art and as a businessman you think that's that's your problem with it i that's the most insane take on a movie we've had so far because first of all it's not a take on the movie first of all it's looking at like one plot point yeah that's not it's not a loophole in the movie it's not a contradiction it's not a movie mistake it's something that you were like yeah, but I think if it were me, I wouldn't feel as liberated as him. Or I think if it's like my yeah. friend who's a chef, he wouldn't feel as liberated as him. It's like, right. okay, fine. Like, but let's pretend that that's the most important thing. Let's go there. Okay. Right. In the movie, it explains that he has a benefactor, played by Robert Downey Jr. Can you tell me a more liberating thing as an artist and businessman than to have somebody paying for your venture? Right. Can you tell me a more liberating no, feeling? slant exactly. Magazine. Yeah, you already
1: <laughs> you already hit. The if things you were good
0: say. enough at your job writer at slant magazine for someone to say, you know what, I'm going to fund you to start your own, your own magazine. That wouldn't feel liberating writer at slant magazine. I, this guy, whoever this is slant (laughs) magazine. I, I almost, I almost feel like I need to ban you from down the hall podcast forever. Like I might put up a poll like, and just say like, Hey, are we banning slant? Like, is it, is it just, is enough enough? I, uh,
1: so I mean, I guess you've hit everything that I could virtually say.
0: At the end of It's a Wonderful Life, and this is, forget spoilers, because, like, Statute limitation, Limitations, right? Like, school. If it's black and white, you can't spoil it. Right, right. <laughs> um, unless you haven't seen The Artist, which came out less than 10 years ago, which I would say, black and white. wasn't like three years ago, was maybe. it? Maybe. <laughs> so, at the, end of, at the end of It's a Wonderful Life, right? The main character, who's in a lot of financial trouble, gets bailed out by his friends in the town. Slant Magazine would say that Jimmy Stewart's portrayal flippant portrayal of a man who feels liberated uh, as a businessman is arrogant and therefore i'm gonna give it a one out of ten stars yeah makes, it's a wonderful life
1: yeah it's it's poor it's poor but Chat, we shouldn't ban them because i mean i'm banning them what are we gonna do what are we gonna do for our bad reviews there's They're always gonna, the
0: dissolve there's
1: always the, dissolve. the new yorker um so yeah. the,
0: the best review, though, that you know the here. Okay, we got that out of our systems, right? I, feel I think
1: so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm afraid, like, if I get too close, I'm yeah. gonna get
0: punched. Well, just yeah. I mean, you can stay over there. Um, best I review on it. comes from the San Francisco Chronicle. <laughs> Chef is yeah. the best thing he, in parentheses, Favreau. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. Has ever done as a writer or director or an actor. And as we said, he's already he's done a lot of good things. Yeah. We we know that. Um, it's the sort of thing of beauty that filmmakers are ultimately remembered for. Interesting.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that's true. Um, I granted, I think he's done a lot of great movies. Um, I don't know. I, this is my, my favorite of his and the fact that he also portrays, you know, that he's the, the main actor in the right, like everything about it to me is like, very, like, like a masterpiece to some degree, you know, the, uh, like, it's not, the most epic movie necessarily like in terms of content or topic, but I think in terms of like how it feels and the fact that it's just him, you know, to some degree that like gets it all across. I I completely agree with this review. All right. So Chet, uh, the collective conscience is a 7.3 on IMDb. Uh, what did you rate it?
0: I rated it an eight. So like I said, I was skeptical when you told me to watch it. Uh, and, um, I was I was happy to watch it afterwards I was like wow that was that was great and I've seen it a few times since and it just continues to stay mm-hmm. to stay worthy of an eight
1: Chet, for me, it's a nueve. That is nine. Wow, it's very so not,
0: uh, cultured of you. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not a big deal. I don't try and brag about it. But speaking of just of brag about it all the time, culture. That's one of the other things I liked about the movie. Was it brought you to different settings? like as yeah. they traveled through. Yeah, it's loved like it. Seeing the different foods, right? So like they start as yep. doing a um, like starving, making up. Cubans, right? Mm-hmm. And then they then go to like New Orleans. So they have these Cuban sandwiches, but then they also start making beignets. Yeah. Were you as hungry during the movie as I was, like watching it? Like um, I just watched, we just, right just watched now. it again Starving right night. now, talking
1: about it. Yeah, so that's and that's our topic, to though. Like, Austin, they got the barbecue. Oh my and, gosh, it looks oh. so
0: good. But the 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 topic for tonight is um, movies about food, movies about food or cooking.
1: And yeah. Do you
0: really love the lamp,
1: or are you just saying it because you saw it?
0: I love lamp. I love lamp. We uh, we have some listener interaction, uh, but Rodney, you know, lead us off. Yeah. What's what's your favorite movie about cooking or food? Does uh does diners, drive-ins, and dives count? Uh no, I would say that probably doesn't count. Although so, like
1: Guy Fury's kind of a character.
0: He, I feel like John Favreau's character was kind of based off Guy Fury at at some point. Yeah, to some The knuckle degree. tattoos. Yeah, the
1: knuckle tattoos. There's right. some there is some like he wasn't quite as goofy as Guy Fury, but or Frosted. Yeah. Or frosted tips. Someone w- someone recently said uh that uh that their friend had asked Oh, I wonder if his hair is soft. And what? I looked and I said, no, like you don't, you don't frost your tips for 30 years and get away with it. That no, hair no, is no, like, no. Hey, you know, yeah. I and think it puts, might be... loads it with hair product. No chance that his, his hair, if he doesn't gel it probably is gone. Yeah. Definitely, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like
0: I think, I think like if you accidentally sprayed it with water, it would react similar to how cotton candy would. Yeah.
1: And just, it's gone. But that's not what we said. I I think this is my favorite movie about food. Honestly, sincerely.
0: So, skip to the end podcast. They are an amazing show. Um, over in England, they do movie reviews. London, England. That's pretty good. Uh, so they said Ratatouille.
1: Okay, a lot yeah, of people that's said Ratatouille. Fair. That's a good one. That is a good one.
0: Uh, Hannah from Chicago said Spanglish, which I guess has to do with one of the main characters being a chef.
1: You know what? I remember Spanglish. It's kind of a sadder movie.
0: I'm um, fluent in Spanglish, by the way. But first of all, I did take four years of Spanish, and I was in Guatemala three different times and could mm-hmm. speak it yeah. conversationally. Mm-hmm. And now I date someone who is fluent in Spanish, and because of that, I constantly mess with her by saying like intentionally Spanglish words. And yeah. now, now I literally can't remember what the actual Spanish word is. You'd Adam be Sandler.
1: perfect in Puerto Rico. There's a lot of that going on in Puerto Rico.
0: You know, that's not the first time someone said that to me.
1: Yeah, Spanglish, a good Adam Sandler movie.
0: And Ellie from Virginia said, chocolate. Chocolate,
1: I believe you mean. Might be chocolate.
0: You know, the best night I've had in the last five years is a night that Zoe and I split a bottle of wine, we made a summer salad, and watched chocolate together. I mean, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate with Johnny Depp, Chocolat. My My favorite movie about food Probably aside from Chef or even Ratatouille, I thought was really good, is Burnt. And I watched it the other night because so here's here's my story about Burnt. So it has Bradley Cooper in it, mm-hmm. if you don't remember. So I have known that movie to be one that critics destroyed. That, like generally speaking, people understand it to be like a bad movie. Yeah. Like not just an okay movie, but one that was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's what I knew of it. Right. So I watched it the other night and I thought that would be an interesting one to have as being the one to bash. Like, here's the movie to avoid this week to go along with Chef because it's, you know, and I loved it. It was, maybe it's because I went into it with no expectations, but I will say like, I went into it with no expectations. Then all of a sudden I was like, oh, it's actually pretty good. And then I loved every second of it. I I loved it so much that later when I literally said, hey, we should watch, you should watch Burnt. I'll watch it. I'll watch it again. Uh, Well, so that was the one I was hoping I was thinking would be the movie to avoid, but uh, I have a different one.
2: There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you.
0: If fool me, we can't get fooled again. The movie to avoid this week, Rodney, is Win It All, starring Jake Johnson on, on yeah, Netflix.
1: This is uh, all you, because I have not spent any time watching it.
0: That's okay. You, you, you didn't miss anything. Should um, I
1: not? I like Jake Johnson.
0: I love Jake Johnson. I think he's great. I love him in New Girl and I think he's really creative actually. I think a lot of the movies he works on end up being pretty interesting. Yeah. Um but the thing about this one is in in you know our whole criteria for this part of the episode would be we're finding movies that other people are saying are worth your time. Yeah. Like if you were to go online there's lists best best Netflix movies or Netflix itself is promoting as Netflix originals, right? And we're saying like hold on, no 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 no. Don't even waste your time. Do not don't fall for this. Don't do it. Um, fool you once, right? Um so <laughs> I love that I, it all, I love that clip. <laughs> Win it all. just really quickly what it's about. Jake Johnson is a guy who so it's it's marketed as a comedy, but it's it's there's literally no funny, like there's maybe a few funny lines, but yeah. I can't tell if they're actually funny or if they just seem really funny compared to like the barren wasteland of boringness mm-hmm. in this ocean of just terrible movie that that it, that it's swimming in, right? And <laughs> that was a lot that was a heavy metaphor I think I might have texted that exact thing to uh, to Lyndon. anyway it's one of those movies where like the stakes you don't feel the stakes they tell you the stakes and then you're like yeah but I don't care hey, I, yeah I, I've not cared one time I mean literally like a 2 out of 10 it would be like a 0 out of 10 except that I like Jake Johnson so he's like worth 2 points to me I guess yeah 2 points of his like faces he's yeah, worth like a comedic mid-range jumper you know like 2 yeah. points what about well or a layup yeah well you, or, didn't, you didn't really have much range. So or, you were, you or were a all backboard lips. off the glass. So at this point in the episode, if you hear music playing, uh, it's not because we're actually necessarily done with the episode. There's still a little bit to go. We're gonna talk about our favorite scenes. But because that can be rather spoily for some people, we, we're giving you kind of a, need a better word fair warning. Spoily. Spoily is the uh, the accurate term. Uh, it's <laughs> Latin phrase. Uh, <laughs> at this point we have two things we want to remind you of. One is that Saturday, May 6th, uh, I will be in New York City for the New York City Indie Film Festival to see Bad Frank, starring friend of the podcast, Kevin Interdonato, and Tom Sizemore. Uh, we've said that if you are in the area and you want to join us, please do. Um, you can uh, then be interviewed by me for the, for the show. We'll talk about Bad Frank. We'll talk about the show if you want. Uh, we've had some people express interest. However, they're not in the New York area, but we do have two people who are coming down there next next weekend.
1: Uh, Matt and Pete. Matt and Pete from Checked Out in Jersey, coming on down to the New York Film Festival. That's That sounds like a good time. Um, what is also a good time is when we go on their show, uh, which is live on Facebook at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern time on Mondays, um, where we talk about our pick of the week. And I'm actually really... So one, you know, Pete left a glowing review, which yeah. was on really iTunes. nice. Yeah. Um, but... In addition to that, I have a feeling that this one might be right up his alley. I'm like, fingers crossed that he hasn't already seen it. That's the only thing. Because he hasn't at the restaurant, right? Yeah, I feel like this one might really be for
0: him. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So we've been talking about food, and you're talking about how hungry you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a Starting. chocolate I had a chocolate Easter bunny yep. on this table here. Yep. Um, you had one, too, yep. which you ate pretty quickly, and I had not eaten mine yet.
1: Yep. And I saw. And to be clear, you, when you say "not eaten yet," you mean over the course of many days.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, if we want to break, we, we up had we had Easter bunnies days. out
1: on the coffee table, uh, very out in the open coffee table, a uh, Easter bunny which you did not purchase. I
0: haven't asked the question yet, though. No, no, no I'm just I'm just
1: gleaning the facts that you intentionally left out.
0: Um, so I didn't realize that I didn't realize that there was like a time frame. Attached to the extra the bunny. I didn't say there was a tie. I'm me, just adding facts. You know what I found was uh, a wrapper, an empty wrapper, which had previously yeah. held my chocolate yeah. bunny, but also interestingly. In the same enough, place where the full chocolate bunny was? A blue ribbon like bow tie. Which was also on the wrapper. was re- Which, like, the thought and care that went into this chocolate bunny with a blue ribbon. Like, this was no cheap chocolate bunny. Like, this was not an easily replaceable chocolate bunny. This was one that required or was deserving of kind of an elegant touch, so I imagine it was quite delicious. Are can you, you, can suggesting, you confirm for you, me that it was delicious?
1: Uh, I can confirm, absolutely. It was delicious the first time, and it was even more delicious taking yours. And are you suggesting that the bunny cannot be purchased? Are you suggesting that I stole, like... A hand wrapped gift that was made for you because Ronnie, I'm going to set the record that straight. Money can't buy that. Is not the case, and
0: you can't put a tag on everything. I think, like you know, yeah. Could I go out and buy one? This gift sure, was purchased maybe.
1: for you by someone who thought Perhaps. your name was Chit Chat, potentially Chat, right? Potentially, chef. it's like
0: Chef but with a T. I told you not to give details. Yeah. Well, you're the one who
2: gave me the details.
0: All right, there aren't a lot of details to spoil. It. We pretty much set the stage for the storyline but we do have um our favorite scenes mine yeah there's there's a there's plenty of great scenes in this the one that stands out to me the most is robert downey jr's appearance in the movie because it's very short and it, of course in robert downey jr fashion it's very quick-witted it's very fast and it's pretty hilarious so yeah. i like that part of it what about you
1: i think mine was actually the point where chad do you remember the scene where um where his son has just started to like cook with him. Yeah. And he's like cooking on the and he has the scene where it's where it's burnt.
2: They're not paying for it. Uh oh. Get off the truck. You got this? Yeah, I got. It. I got it. Do it now. Slow down for a second. Is this boring to you? No, I like it. Yeah. Well, I love it. Everything that's good that's happened to me in my life came because of that. I might not do everything great in my life. Okay. I'm not perfect. I'm not the best husband. And I'm sorry if I wasn't the best father, but I'm good at this. And I want to share this with you. I want to teach you what I learned. I get to touch people's lives with what I do and it keeps me going and I love it. And I think if you give it a shot, you might love it too. Now, should we have served that sandwich? No, chef. That's my son. Get back in there. We got some hungry people.
1: I love that moment because I think to this point, you would really see more of a beaten down kind of you knew that he was a great chef before he got beaten down he'd kind of you know gone off his rocker a little bit and kind of is at this newer low point but then in that low point he's rediscovering a lot of what he loves about cooking but then also is able to articulate to his son you know some kind of life lessons through that you know it's obviously not just pertaining to cooking so i think to me that scene uh, really stands out to me.
0: Like this movie a lot. Definitely go check it out. This will help you save movie night. Take back movie night this week, uh, Rodney. Let's let's wrap this one up.
1: Let's let's wrap it up. Let's put a bow on it. Maybe no. that uh, Easter bunny bow you got over there.
0: I see what you did there, Rod. I see. I see that. Uh, so I just want to remind you that you can go and follow us on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys. I was joking when I said that I called it Down the Hall Guy although after the uh, Easter bunny incident, I might have to. Uh, you can go to our website, downthehallpodcast.com, where you can scroll down and recommend a movie. But also we encourage you to get involved with the conversations, especially the topical conversations. Uh, in this case, did we miss a great movie about food or cooking? If that's the case, go ahead and let us know about it. We'll read it on, on the next episode.
1: Oh. Or if you've seen Chef, join the conversation. Let us know what you thought about the movie. Did you think it was uh, good? What were your favorite scenes or um, just anything?
0: This is Chet, like Chef, but with a T.
1: I'm Rodney or Bobby or Robbie or Rod or I, I get all sorts of different names.
0: Thanks for checking us out.